You're about to listen to episode 34 of Women Who Kill. Let me just start by saying, if you have liked the episodes you've listened to so far, definitely stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Uh, Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps out a lot. If you want to support with your dollars, as always, stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Join the women who kill Illuminati. Get access to the VIP archives of the show and other good things. It's worth it. I promise you. Let's get started. Our guest today is a, a very funny comedian and a witch. A real life witch. <laughs> Molly McIsaac. Hello. <laughs> I'm a real live witch. We were just, uh, Molly was just clarifying that she is not a Satanist. No. That there's nothing wrong with Satanists, though. Y'all can do whatever you want. I just... I like to hang out with animal bones and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I do like paganism, so. Okay. So I like work with earthy things. Okay. You like uh, taxidermy? Mm-hmm. I have a lot in my house, like a lot. It's so funny because I don't eat animals and I like animals better than people, but I have so many dead animals in my house. Do taxidermy animals die of natural causes? I like to think that the ones that I've gotten do. They say that they're quote unquote ethically sourced, most okay. of them. Or Does I get that like, mean someone is just walking around looking for dead animals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was raised in rural America and it's like surprisingly easy to find dead stuff just laying around <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Speaking of rural America, not so much, sort of, kind of. Today we're going to be talking about Katie Cook. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was pretty rural back in the day. Yeah. Not anymore. She's from Orange County, California. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I didn't know that Orange County was, I mean, I, I had a feeling Orange County is pretty old because of all the stories I would hear growing up about the Klan <laughs> there. I had but, no idea about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know how far back it went. Uh, a lot of people don't know about Katie Cook, and she doesn't have a Wikipedia page, which means... Uh, I had to dig deep for this one. But I, she's always fascinated me because I like... I like um, killers that have interesting defenses or outcomes of their cases and hers has been on my radar for years because of how her case turned out Mm -hmm. now katie cook was a a housewife from santa ana california and if you're not familiar with where that is uh, it is in it's orange county ish let's start with a little bit of a timeline uh because there's not much information available about her early life but we do know that she got married at 27 the incident happened i believe it was 18 1899 yeah and because her trial was 1900 so katie grew up in orange county and a very religious christian household Yeah, I think it was kind of the norm at that time, though. And she was kind of in a rural farming community. Um, She was very pious. Known as the Peatlands. Mm -hmm. And it was because they were, I think, farming like peat out of the peat bogs there. And at the time, that was a really um, sustainable fuel source. Is that still a thing in Santa Ana? I don't know. I was wondering that. I I think that pe- there's all these like peat protection societies. People are trying to protect peat because it's actually a very unique ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's really farm or dug up anymore. But I know back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, it was extremely um, sought after and valuable. I'll be honest. I don't know what peat is. It's a certain kind of dirt 
Okay. Actually, a really funny segue is that in northern England in particular, there's a ton of peat bogs. Uh-huh. And because of the bacteria that can't live in this particular type of dirt, um, there's these mummified bodies that they find out there that are oh. like 2,000 plus years old that are like perfectly intact. Crazy. Yeah, because um, peat is so unique. It's it's kind of swampy. Wait, how did the bodies end up there? That's nobody knows. It oh. was either like ritual sacrifices or like royal burials. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So uh, it, but it doesn't break organic matter down the way that other dirt and water does. Oh, um, so it's like a very unique kind of dirt. I don't know the actual scientific reasons for it. Um, I'm sure I could figure that out, but. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I only know this because... Do you think it could make you live forever if we figure out how to make food with it? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that we could definitely get on that train where we make, like, peat bog face masks <laughs> for rich women in L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we'd be rich. <laughs> it, it it preserves bodies this well for 1,500 years. Think what it's going to do for your face. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. Well, this so. is how... This is our get-rich-quick <laughs> idea. You heard it here folks. Fir- <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. So, uh, Katie... Katie, I always thought was a new name. Yeah, there's like a lot when did of... it when did it go from from Kate to Katie? I don't know. Let's look that up because I recently found out that the name uh, Heather or Tiffany, yeah, the name Tiffany is super medieval. Tiffany, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and is but you can't use it in was there a queen Tiffany like fantasy books? Yeah, <laughs> because people are like that's not real. <laughs> Nobody would be named Tiffany. <laughs> um, let's see. It's funny because there's a comic book artist these days who's pretty popular named. Oh Katie, yeah, Katie I was Cook. trying to look up information about her, and I found uh, I found a bunch of artists. Yeah, uh, Katie Cook, the modern comic book artist, is awesome. I have a bunch of stuff from her. That's funny. So the name Katie originated as a pet form of the name Catherine or right. Kathleen. Yeah. It's the English form of the more typically French name Catherine, which was born by a popular Christian saint martyred in Alexandria, Egypt, in the 4th century, and a favorite in medieval times when the popularity of the name grew. The popularity of Catherine or the popularity of Katie? The byname Katie developed into an independent name in her own right in the 20th century. Huh. So she was ahead of her time. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a pretty normal nickname to go with Catherine, though. Maybe it just wasn't widely used. Right. So at 27, and who knows what happened between 27 and her childhood. Yeah, there's so little about it. It it seems like it's kind of mysterious. Also, 27 is very late in it's life old to for get married, yeah. a woman in those days to get married. Yeah. I, I was struck by that. I'm sure there was some trauma that would explain her responses later. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. She got married to, she met a man named Tom. Tom Cook. Yeah, and he was... What was Katie's name? What was Katie's last name before she got married? Her maiden name. I don't know. I See, I pulled up all of these old newspaper articles. There's actually scans of the It's like she didn't exist before articles. she got married. Yeah. So 27, she meets this guy named Tom. He's he, a farmer and a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he also was uh, widowed. Mm-hmm. His first wife died and no one knows how. Yeah. And he was extremely wealthy 
and was kind of like a very respected man in the community. But only because of how much land he owned. Mm -hmm. And how much money he made. Mm -hmm. And he loved to hire women. Young women. All of his ranch hands were women. Uh, except there was like a couple of men for working the fields, but everyone who worked in the house was a young woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he loved to uh, to mess around with them. Now, if anyone has watched the first season of American Horror Story, I saw I found like so many parallels between this story and Murder House. So, yeah, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Watch it's it and then tell me that I'm wrong or that I'm right. And tell you brought that up i did not see it but now that i see it i'm like oh it's like bomb uh -huh. like in my head now yeah it's so obvious dylan mcdermott <laughs> killed that role so tom was addicted to women and porn in particular pornographic poetry <laughs> and some uh, saucy stuff yeah he would he would force katie to sit while he read pages and pages of, uh, I, I think not only poetry that, that he did not write, but also poetry that he wrote. Yep. Like, uh, can you imagine? I feel like this alone was a reason for him to die. Can you imagine someone forcing you to listen to their shitty fanfic? <laughs> it's like, I wrote smut about the maid girls and now you have to listen to it. She's like, please God, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she was so pious. She was so traditional. I'm sure that she was like missionary style with my eyes closed. Yeah. No, thank you. Why do you think he married her? I'm assuming she, well, I, I some of the material that I found and the things that I read about her, um, is that she was very beautiful. Uh -huh. And then I think she was just a respectable woman. So it probably would have upped his status. But also, I feel like a lot of these men just want a woman to like take care of the house. To be his mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> huh. It's like it still happens today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tom didn't really try to keep it a secret. Oh, he was blatant about it. Yeah. He would grab the maid's asses in front of his wife, like at the dinner table. Yeah. And she found, I believe, letters, like love, like smutty love letters he wrote to them and they wrote back. Um, he would disappear from their marriage bed in the middle of the night and loudly go have sex with the maids where she could hear, just flaunting it in her face. That's ridiculous. But divorce was just off the table back then. Yeah. Uh. Even even the late 1800s in California? Mm-hmm. She would have been shamed by the community because even back then the attitude was that it was the woman's fault usually. And he was into like, I don't know, would it be considered vintage porn? Yes. Uh, 19th century porn. So this was the late 1800s and he was into the early 1800s porn. Have you seen those? Like the old like tin types? that are like the old porn I, I will admit that i have they're pretty I cool think i i didn't i didn't not enjoy them <laughs> i got a whole bunch of them when i was in paris <laughs> uh -huh. there was a street vendor selling postcards of it yeah it's surprising how uh i just assumed that everyone was a fucking prude until like 1900 yeah <laughs> and, then, and then everything uh everything turned around but uh yeah they were they were pretty they were pretty wild they were just wild behind closed doors yeah with funny mustaches and top hats. I mean, why do you think they needed all those secret societies? <laughs> so they could get laid. Uh-huh. 
Katie apparently became deeply depressed because yeah, her, he, her husband made no attempt to hide any of his activities and everyone knew about it, but for some reason no one no one tried to help her because he was a psychopath. Like he he killed a guy? Yeah, he dueled a Husband of one of his maids, I believe he was. Just because he was talking shit about him or something. Yeah, so he was saying, this guy is a predator towards my wife who works in his home. Mm -hmm. It was his wife or his daughter. And so he said, I challenge you to a duel and then just shot him. Apparently rumored dishonorably, like beyond the rules of the duel. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was just the two of them. So nobody saw it happen. And it was just his word against a dead man's. and. Duel by fire were still legal back then, so and he the didn't court do was like, wrong. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he was acquitted because no one could prove that it wasn't self defense. Mm-hmm. But he also, I believe, before he got married, shot his brother. Yes, yes, and I think that was how he got the land or became the sole heir to it, or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly. There that. was a lot of drama. Yeah. He was not a nice dude. And by some reports I read, was also obviously a sadist. So he probably was into horrible things like BDSM. Which probably added to poor Katie and her shame. Do you think he, he made her partake in that? From everything that I read, it felt like he almost had like a reverse cuckolding fetish like he got off on making her watch him do things oh yeah like the power of making her upset and flaunting his affairs and his perversions in front of her i think Mm -hmm. was extremely liberating to to him that's so messed up he also would force her into threesomes that's crazy yeah which at the time was also very very out there (laughs) so there was a lot there was a lot going on in this marriage uh everyone was scared of him in town like they said they respected him but really they were just scared of him because they're like oh this is a rich dude who does whatever the fuck he wants yep so um i feel like he would he would fare well in in 2019 probably he might be our president (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so katie got got real fed up on the night of august 28th 1899 yeah, and that was because he was obsessed with Moody. I believe her last name was. She was uh, Mabel a maid, Moody. Yeah, a maid girl who I read somewhere was a ginger, so she had that that spicy ginger flavor, <laughs> irresistible. And he disappeared from their marital bed to go be with her. In the middle of the night, he just leaves for like four hours mm-hmm, and doesn't show back up until three a.m. I actually want to read part of the old article about that the news articles were so fucking salacious they're incredible they read like tmz and like the regular ass newspapers so so many unnecessary details and extra flowery language yes here 
Miss Moody in the testimony said that she thought that Mrs. Cook was temporarily insane from her actions and appearance. This introduces a new factor in the case. If Mrs. Cook killed her husband in a fit of temporary insanity, she cannot be held accountable under the law punishing the crime of murder. If she was not insane but was driven dri- if she was not insane but was driven to desperation by the shameful, outrageous scenes she witnessed just prior to the shooting, she may be deemed culpable in the eye of the law. But would any jury find her guilty of murder or even of manslaughter under the circumstances? Miss Moody's testimony goes to protect her fair name, and the truth will doubtless come to the surface before the last chapter in this awful tragedy is written. That's not the one that I wanted to find. Though. Oh, look at this. Where? This was uh, from the L.A. This was from the L.A. Times, August 29th, 1899. I feel like uh, I want to read this the way the reporter was probably saying it in his head. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Give me that transatlantic <laughs> accent. <laughs> About 8 o'clock yesterday morning, with a telephone message from Westminster, notified the Orange County Sheriff that Tom Cook had been killed. The news soon spread, and in less than half an hour, fully 50 residents of Santa Ana were on their way to the Cook Ranch, (laughs) the belief being general that one of the Grigsby brothers had returned from Arizona. Whither the family had (laughs) had removed after the killing of Jack Grigsby to pay up an old score. Upon arrival, however, it was learned that Cook had been killed by his wife. They had quarreled during the night. Mrs. Cook had remonstrated with her husband against alleged intimacy between himself and the servant girl, Mabel Moody, who had come to work for the family only about two weeks ago. This, yeah, this is, this is the one that I was looking for. Uh, so, so she's waiting, waiting for him to get back yeah. from, from romping with Moody. <laughs> she's just sitting, listening, yeah, He crying. left at 11 o'clock. PM on Saturday night, she saw him get up from his couch on the floor in her room, open the closet door, which communicated with the room occupied by Mabel Moody. Oh, because they had been fighting, and so he was sleeping on the he was sleeping in the doghouse. Yeah, and then he disappeared. And she waited until almost 3 a.m. This is my favorite quote in the whole article. Undergoing mental agony that would have upset a stronger brain than hers. <laughs> so condescending. Aww. And then Cook came back through the same closet door and laid down upon his pallet. Frenzied beyond endurance and not caring much what happened to her, Mrs. Cook upbraided her husband for his utter faithlessness and declared that the girl should leave the house. Cook listened to her for a second or so and then, cursing her, said that if she didn't like the way he acted, she could, she could go to blank hell. He then laid down, apparently, to sleep. And that's, that's so crazy. He was like, you know how this household works. Yep. So this is this is what she said. Oh, upbraided means to scold. Uh-huh. I learned that today. I sat there thinking, said Mrs. Cook, and my torture was more than I could bear. I must have been moving my hands instinctively about the bed when one of them passed under the pillow, the pillow my husband had not lain upon for ten nights, and the cold touch of the steel butt of his revolver startled me. He kept his gun under his pillow. Yeah, that's normal. (laughs) Jesus. Then it seemed I was seized with an unconquerable desire to kill. I had never felt so before. It was an overwhelming passion, and I could no more overcome it than I could fly. I grasped the weapon, stepped to his side, stood astride him, and fired. Right between the eyes. Yep. I wanted to shoot the girl, too, but when I reached the bedside, I overcame that desire and only struck her with my other hand, Ah. not the one that grasped the revolver. Damn. So she didn't even pistol whip her. She was very kind. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that she realized in that moment that the girl was probably being manipulated. Yeah. Because I believe the girl was a teenager yeah. as well. I think yeah. what did they say? She was like 16? Yeah. 
Tom got the easy way out. Yeah. He was asleep when it happened. He never woke up. I feel Bullet like... went right into his brain, killed him instantly. I know. I, I mean, honestly, if I was Katie Cook, I would have woken him up. To just, scare him. Yeah, just so he would know <laughs> that he was about to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just, he went, he, he had sex, he went to sleep, he never woke up. Yeah. That's, that's better than he deserved, honestly. Yeah. Like, she was, she should have tortured him or something. But I don't know, maybe, maybe just being himself was enough torture to yeah. him. I, I also love the little bit from the part that you read where they thought that another enemy had come to kill him. And oh. they were like, that makes sense. He's yeah. come back from Arizona. Come to kill Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no one liked him anyway. <laughs> it but turns out the broad did it. It makes me feel so sad for her, though, because I'm sure that she was such a kind hearted person. Oh, yeah. And she was just pushed to her limit by this torturous abuser. Yeah. Who forced her to listen to poetry. <laughs> that is truly what the most monster. awful thing he did. <laughs> Just, I wonder if we could find some early 1900s pornographic poetry. <laughs> One account said that he, he made her sit and listen to him read like 20 to 30 pages like at a time. There's things called Harris's List of Covent Garden Ladies or Man of Pleasure. This is in the 1700s. Goblin Market. And other poems. Goblin about, Market. It's a, it's a lesbian uh, uh, poetry from huh. the 1900s. That one is. I mean, was it was it poetic? Like, what was... Uh, I'm wondering how poetic it actually was. I know. That's the thing. Like, would it even be considered pornographic today? Or was it all just Im implication? Or would it be even be considered poetry today? <laughs> well, to Is be it? fair, most things considered poetry today are not poetry. True. true. Like those Instagram poets. <laughs> Whatever that is. Are you talking about Rumi? Yes. <laughs> if I could find my journals from when I was uh, in high school. Oh, God. Yes. I wrote. I could be a very successful Instagram poet. I wrote very incredible things like. Blood, my blood rushing. It comes out of me like the pain. I'm like, I was 13. What did I know about pain? <laughs> my favorite thing that I read from myself, from my old fan fiction that I wrote when I was 12, actually, uh -huh. was, oh, he said with a butter-melting smile. That's good adjective work, Molly. Butter-melting. Okay, here, here, this is apparently... She had to go to someone's house to be like, can you send a message to the telephone company that they need to contact the sheriff to let them know that my husband's dead? You know? yeah. <laughs> so you can just pick up the phone and call the cops and be like, I did a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a process. It took a few days for anyone to even get out to the house. Oh, wow. I have found a, I have found a late 1800s French erotic poetry book with some saucy illustrations Check this out. Let's Scroll see. through that. I believe there's some poetry there. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Oh. The gentlemen have shaved uh, testicles. It's crazy that they have such giant bushes, but like no hair on their balls. I know. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man, this is going to go on the website. <laughs> guys, this porn is so... Polite. It's very polite porn. Everyone's wearing petticoats and 
like waistcoats and bloomers it's and shit. very posh porn yeah oh my god look at this one wow that looks like like a religious painting it i wish i could read <laughs> french i want to know what these say it looks like the hormone monsters uh yeah dicks <laughs> that's funny i was really hoping that i could find some actual writing of it but <laughs> but these illustrations are pretty incredible as well everyone looks like they're wearing um a lot of makeup and powdered wigs. Well, obviously. I mean, I, I know that the, the, the French were freaks. Yeah. They, are, they look so showered in those Marie Antoinette uh, had orgies all the time. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Hmm. They did a lot of cocaine, had a lot of orgies. Cocaine, really? Oh, yeah. Cocaine was huge in Versailles. Why did I think that, like, cocaine was invented in the 1980s? <laughs> Well, it it was discovered by colonizers because the natives would chew on the coca leaves oh. and the coca leaves would go bad when they were transporting it. So they would powder it down oh. and then they discovered that they could know snort that. I spend a lot of time on Wikipedia when I'm bored. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah. So what happened uh, after she shot him, she went to the room of the the girl and slapped her around a little bit. And then uh, there was a man named James Barton. Who was one of the farmhands, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I think she later married him. She did. She married him after mm-hmm. after the trial. Yeah, so there was a lot of... During the trial, actually. Gossip about that. Yeah. They think that she killed her husband so she could be with him. But I think that she was just like, oh, finally a man who's not a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so James went and told a neighbor that Tom had been killed from there. The neighbor sent the message to the telephone station, and then the telephone station notified the sheriff. The next morning oh. is when she was taken into custody. Yeah, but there, I found this quote. I read it to you earlier. I have to find it again. That nobody thought she was guilty. I mean, they, they knew she was guilty, but nobody blamed her for it. Yeah. What is this? What is this quote? This is why I'm so fascinated by this case. Oh, yes. Uh, the actual quote. Mrs. Cook killed her husband, but it served him right. <laughs> and that was uh, the verdict from the community before the trial. That's so funny. So they already had their minds made up that she had done a good thing. Yeah. So she went to Orange County Jail. Uh, that's where, where she was... She was uh, kept. Um, what day of the week was uh, August 28th, 1899? She killed him on a Saturday, I believe. Okay. And uh, she killed him on a Saturday. She was arraigned on uh, Wednesday. So she had a, a preliminary examination that Wednesday. During the trial, she made a lot of contradictory statements. She both said that she wasn't positive that her husband was having an affair with Mabel. And also said that um, her lawyers tried to say that there was no proof that she was the one who fired the gun that killed him. Uh, The story was all over the map, but no one cared. I found the sort of things he was probably reading, which would have been like old Japanese um, sexually explicit shunga pictures that were from the late 1700s. Really? Yeah. I know that those were extremely popular in like Victorian. Oh, were they? Era, yeah. So it's things like this. Its beak caught firmly 
in the clamshell. The snipe cannot fly away of an autumn evening. Oh, that's not bad. No. Loosening the sash of Yoshino River, forging a bond twixt Emo and Sea Mountains, spreading the skirts of Mount Suguba, thus do lovers plight their troth. (laughs) Enveloping themselves in a screen of mist, spreading a quilt of flowers, reaching for a pillow, we hereby print pillow pictures and brocades of the east as a plaything of spring at court. With one glance, the eye is startled, the heart throbs, the spirit leaps, pausing below the sash, pressing, pressing, entwining the legs like the reeds of Naniwa. From the jewel comb box of Hakone onwards, it is akin to using the hips. Oh, that's actually kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's a poem of the pillow from 1788. So the trial lasted a, a couple hours. Uh, everyone already knew that. They fucking hated Tom, and they were glad he was dead. The only thing is, is he he didn't leave a will, Mm-mm. and so there was a a fierce battle for his estate because he had money and good land. Who who ended up eventually getting the farm? I think Katie did. Katie got the farm, and she married the farmhand, and they ran it together, I believe. And by all accounts, they lived quite happily. Yeah, he gave her uh, some some conjugal visits in uh, in jail mm-hmm. while she was uh, on trial or <laughs> awaiting trial. Someone was quoted as saying that he visited for an hour and a half, and then when he was leaving, people were like, "What was going on?" And he's like, "Oh, I just you know some of the chickens got loose, and I just had to ask Katie what what to do about them <laughs> for an hour and a half." Now I really. I mean, obviously, he was enough of an asshole that the whole community was like good riddance. Yeah. But do you think that there? Do you think she was having an affair with that with the farmhand? I think she was so sweet that it was probably just all furtive glances, and like uh, he probably like held her hand once or something. Probably. Uh, and was they, like, one one of these days, <laughs> you're you're gonna find someone who treats you the way you deserve to be treated. And then once he died, he was like. Katie, I fucking love you. Let's do this. There was also a lot of rumors, according to the salacious papers, that he was actually the one who killed her husband. Oh, and and she took the fall because she knew that people would be more sympathetic? Yes. But I really don't think so. I feel like if you're pushed that far, like if you're being abused that badly Mm -hmm. and your reputation is on the line as a good, pious Christian woman, like... That's that's a crime of passion. That What's is wild is that she it would be it's less frowned upon for her to kill her husband than it is for her to leave him. Yeah, isn't that insane? I'm so glad things have changed. But apparently this case scared a lot of people mm-hmm. because it became very common after this case for judges to be like uh, I think there were, a judge was quoted as saying very directly, if a man abuses his wife, then she should kill him. Mm-hmm. He gets what's coming to him. Yeah. A judge said that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with him. Yeah. I, I think that was in, in Chicago. I think it was an attorney who was quoted as saying, we can't have judges talking this way because if... If women killed all of the abusive husbands in Chicago, there wouldn't be very many husbands left. (laughs) (laughs) 
damn Chicago. (laughs) I I, I do know that I've read about other cases. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but there was other women who... I guess that's what the musical was based on, right? Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot of women who started killing their paramours and using this sort of defense after this case. That he had it coming defense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) He only had himself to blame. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, you would have done the same. (laughs) There was that one woman, I think, in New York who whose dude had been leading her on for like fifteen years and like wouldn't leave his wife. So she shot him. Fifteen years? Yeah, and he like she like shot him in front of his wife and the jury was like, Well, yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. That's crazy. Well, there was also this really interesting phenomenon in the 1900s too. I guess it wasn't a phenomenon. It was just like a social understanding Mm -hmm. that women didn't have the same like countenance that men had like uh, intellectually. They weren't as strong. And so they would have these crimes of passion. So they they were easier to break mentally. Yes. And that's actually where hysteria comes from because they thought that the uterus was connected to emotions. Mm -hmm. So they thought that uteruses caused explosive emotions in women and therefore they couldn't really be held culpable if they were pushed to the edge in that way. Especially if they were on their period. Of of course. (laughs) That is, that is when a woman is a devil. (laughs) Have all of the powers, all of the dark powers of Satan. During our periods. <laughs> so, so yeah, Katie ended up uh, living a, a, a long life, a long, happy life after murdering her husband. Not much information is available about where she went, what she did, if she had kids. Yeah, all of the news articles I found about her were 1899 and 1900, yeah. and then it just went away. What happened? Did a judge like seal the record? I feel like they probably just got bored. What other case came along that? Oh, I'm certain that there was all sorts of. That people got swept away by. I'm sure there was all sorts of bonkers things going down. As salacious as this in Santa Ana? Maybe she moved. Maybe she sold the farm and moved. But definitely the. The, the the old articles are just so funny, though, because they they just are gossip rags. They give every single detail. Yeah. And no one was trying to be concise. Mm-mm. Like, this is before uh, anyone said just the facts, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, we talked to this person in town who had this opinion of the situation that they weren't privy to personally. But yeah. this is what they think, and we're going to print that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I find it to be a really interesting insight. Like, this was their source of entertainment back in the day. True. Well, yeah, I guess just newspapers and uh, erotic poetry. <laughs> when, was the, when was the television invented? <laughs> the television was invented in 1927, so that would make sense. That's when things really started going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of Katie Cook. Any parting words? I just wonder if she was plagued by this or if she lost no sleep over it. Like, if she was really such a sweet, godly woman, do you think that knowing that she shot a man between the eyes, like, plagued her to the end of her days? Or do you think she just went to church and, like, repented? Yeah, God was was like, it's chill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how Christianity works? Yeah. I think my, the thing I'm most interested in is if a defense like this could still hold up today. Like, if played right. Has it? Has something similar to it happened? 
I mean, I'm sure so many things like it have happened. It's just that defense attorneys. Well, how much jail time did Lorena Bobbitt get? Not much. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like that's close. Yeah. He was a, a very controlling, aggressive perv. Mm-hmm. Abusive, emotionally and sexually. And obviously the woman has to be the societal idea of pious and innocent and, and don't forget good. pretty very pretty and white. no ugly no ugly woman is gonna get away with <laughs> killing her husband nope. in uh in america it's sad I-, I was desperately trying to find a picture of katie cook i really she was apparently very beautiful uh-huh. i really want to see a picture of her but the internet has let me ne- let me down that's crazy there's not not even any I couldn't find I any. Ten types. I thought about honestly driving down to Santa Ana and going spelunking at the library. Ooh, for that, what are you? What do you call it? Microfiche. Yeah. If you were a Santa Ana native and you have grandparents, yeah, remember this. I'm sure it's probably folklore around the town too. Yeah. If you're a Santa Ana native and uh, and have details. And uh, photographs that are not on the internet, send it to me. Yes, I want to see. Very it, badly. WWKpodcast at gmail.com. I'll give you credit for it, unless you don't want credit for it. It's about, honestly, my favorite thing is like deep dives on these very obscure cases. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with them. Because there's so many people who, like women who killed people yeah. back in the day that just, and it wasn't reported about as much. Or the... Newspapers are lost the annals of time. Maybe Katie used her money, her newfound wealth, to expunge the records. And she might have taken the farmhand's last name as well. True. So that would have been another way that she could have stayed out of the papers. Molly. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for coming on and talking to me about this. This was a this was a wild, wild little ride. Yeah, I love it. I I can talk about uh, murderers forever. (laughs) So. Yes. And, uh, oh, do you have anything coming up that you want to let people know about? Um, I've just been creating a a lot of, I've just been creating a lot of content on the internet. And you can just find me everywhere under Molly McIsaac. Okay. I am Molly McIsaac across the board. Okay. Nice. What's your, what's your favorite project that you're working on right now? Um, Basic Witches. It's this stupid series I do with my friend Jordan. Uh-huh. Um, we were doing it leading up to Halloween where we had, we were tasting every pumpkin-flavored thing we could find. Okay. Now that Halloween is over, we're going to move on to other holiday-flavored gimmicks. Oh. Um, Are you going to do Christmas as, as witches? Is that a... Well, yeah, Yule. Okay. Yule is a pagan holiday. Okay. Most Christian holidays are based off of pagan holidays. Okay. Because they were trying to make the witches come be civilized. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but I also uh, have been playing a lot of The Sims 4 on camera and making really stupid storylines. Oh. So those are going up soon. Are people still doing that? They build the swimming pool and oh, they take the stairs so out? Oh, there's so many more creative ways to kill them now. Yeah? Yeah. You can kill them in so many ways. You can even download mods to kill them. You can download zombie mods. <laughs> you can get them to get run over by a car. In-game, you Aww. can actually just... L- like let them die of exposure Aww. they'll freeze to death <laughs> turn into an ice block <laughs> R- literally yeah oh wow 
That's you amazing. Can, you can lock them in a basement. You can lock doors in The Sims now. It's very creepy. You can actually download mods to make murderers and stuff. I actually was doing a Black Widow challenge to see how many husbands I could kill. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. So you, oh, so you can, you can make them kill their spouses? You just got to get creative. And when they die, you inherit all their money. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was doing this challenge where you're a woman killing your husband's to get rich that way. That's so funny. But there's and how fitting. Yeah, but there's no like law enforcement in The Sims, so you don't really get in trouble. Okay. The Grim Reaper comes by and you guys can become bros. Oh, The Sims is a perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> no cops and uh, just the husbands, rich husbands dropping like flies. <laughs> you just listen to episode 35 of Women Who Kill. If you like the show, tell a friend. Or, you know, tell an enemy. You know what I've found is very fun to do is when you're in a public place is to just airdrop episodes onto strangers' phones. You can do that. Individual episodes. The link to the subscribe page. The website. As far as I know, it can't get you arrested. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week.